entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Listen, kid. You can't get rid of fear, but you can get through it. You can find out what you're made of. What you're made of. Crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This is the Recavic Podcast. So welcome to Wreak Havoc. Uh, I am Jody Sally. I am so manly, I have been given two girls' names. It's kind of like a boy named Sue. Got nothing on me. <laughs> Plus, I'm standing up. <laughs> and you're Trevor Brown. I am Trevor Brown. So let's pretend that we didn't do the very first version of this. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting over. Okay. So that was like a rough... Like a, I like it. Just kidding. Yeah, it's a practice. It's a warm up. Psych. It's a warm up. Warm up round. So let's. Why are we here? Number one. What, what are we doing? So we are a basically a disruptive, uh, crazy business marketing sales podcast. I just I see a a need uh, to discuss and maybe vent a little bit about some of the stuff that I see wrong, uh, and I know you and I have discussed about that you see wrong in the way that people do some of the. Things they do in business, whether it be in marketing or sales or anything. So there's um, room for improvement. Yeah. So we're yeah. just going to get down to. We're not saying of, you're completely wrong. No. <laughs> we're just saying you could be a lot better. And we're going to make fun of you for the stuff you well, are doing not wrong. You know what, though? We make fun out of love. Because at right. the end of the day, I want you to succeed. Because if you succeed, I succeed. We all succeed. We sing Kumbaya. Everybody makes more money. We're going to get better. It's all we're gonna, yeah. We're making the world a better place. Yeah. With a little bit of alcohol. A little bit of profanity, probably a lot of profanity. A lot of profanity. Well, and, uh, I don't cuss. Right. You cuss. I do that for both of us. And uh, it will make the world a better place. I think it's just about getting real, real stories about those stuff that we see in our jobs and our business and the experiences we've had doing this. Um, Authenticity. Just, you know, yeah. There's a word for you. And we will get sidetracked, just so everybody knows. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. probably what we do best is get sidetracked. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah. last time, the original version of this, we went... On a whole, it was like 12 minutes about Sam Elliott. Yeah. So that was part of the rewrite, but it was good. Though. It was like, really it's funny. Honestly, he's probably got a place and somewhere. We'll, yeah. We'll probably post some of the Sam Elliott stuff because it was pretty good. I mean, you do amazing Sam Elliott voice. So that thanks, be who. See, yeah. this is how we got sideways. That's how we did. Yeah. Beef. It's what's for dinner. He does. I love him, though. And he looks exactly the same. He he's, looks the same as he looked when he was in Roadhouse. There's nobody cooler uh, that runs their hands their, through their fingers through yes. their hair better than Sam Elliott. Can you think of anybody else that does that? I don't. For no, obvious I, I tried reasons. To, right. Actually, well, the, video, the video makes this part even funnier now because they... You know, because, because my face just went all over the blades. Yeah. Well, actually, it was low battery warning, so I got to oh, plug that Well, that's in. not good. These are the real world things that happen. We said real well, stories on this podcast. Yeah. Real stories. What like, we need. Like your phone not working. Going a little bad. Insert dramatic sound effect here. That's how you know it's serious. Real solutions. Charge your phone. Do your kids have to charge your phone like all the time? Like constantly? Constantly. We, my, my dude, I'm like, let it die so that you can charge it back up. That's how batteries work. We have couches oh. right over here to my left uh, with four 
USB plugs. You're fancy. Uh, there's a USB plug on each corner of both couches. What? So we have four USB plugs, and even that sometimes isn't enough for How? all the children here How? to plug their... I shouldn't say all the children. I don't have that many children, but their all friends the, are here. There's and, something and, you need to know about about Brother Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Elder Brown. He has a lot of kids. Yeah. Tons oh, of fucking kids. A lot. Oh, there was. There was. There was. There was. <laughs> Just had to clarify. Uh, we're going to mark that, and that is the, that is the inaugural F-bomb of... Uh, of wreak havoc the I podcast like i like it I like and it. um we're gonna do some good stuff coming up um well not this time because it's brand new but just just keep this like a little nugget when trevor brown drops the f-bomb for the first time during the podcast we're gonna work this into a grand prize package yeah and well i don't even know what's in it that's how big it is but it's going to be awesome. So if you can channel your inner F-bomb Trevor Brown factory, mm-hmm. you can win something cool. Keep listening because this is, this is what we're going to give them. Keep listening to more episodes is because now we've, we've baited them with some prizes that they're going to receive yeah. just for me saying it's fuck. Gonna, like a real prize. Like so, a yeah. prize. It'll be a good prize. Yeah, and I think it's a great idea. Do, uh, speaking of, I want to go on a little tangent. I, I, I love podcasts for the reason that you just illustrated because mm-hmm. you can drop the F-bomb and they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, FCC. Like I worked in radio. So a little bit of background for me. Yeah. For me. I worked in radio for 23 years. I know you're like, he looks so young. I am. This is all sun bleached because I surf. That's not true. It's all white because I'm old. But uh, worked in radio for about 23 years and I did a little bit of everything. I was the Kiss 92 mascot. A uh, little story, Aaron Paul learned all of his acting tricks from me because mm. I taught him how to be a mascot. So Breaking Bad, wouldn't, big, have, uh, yeah. Yeah, Breaking Bad wouldn't have been Pretty that good all on you. had he not been the Kissin' 92 mascot at a certain time and I was his mentor. So think of it this way. His mentor I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, in a green outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I take credit for that. So anyway, so I worked in radio for a long, long time. And uh, we couldn't cuss when we were on right. the radio because the FCC, they would yell at you. Yeah. Well, actually, they would not yell at you. They would, they would fine you a lot of money. Right. They want you to cuss, actually, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, actually yeah. makes the money. FCC was really fine. I could make the FCC a ton of money. Yeah. When I got into radio, you actually had to have a uh, license, a broadcasting mm-hmm. license. I had to get one. And I was like, this is awesome. But it was like sending away for like a Cracker Jack prize. You didn't have did, to do did anything. Did you have to have a license to dress up like a Girl Scout and park on the side of the road and fix up cars and stuff? Because um, I know you did that while you worked in radio. At some you didn't have too, to. So. Well, at the end of the story, you had to have a license to give to the police officer who tried to arrest you. Right. That happened. Yeah. I almost got beat up by three guys in uniform. That was a. I was really thankful for that police officer that day because he saved my life. Yeah. Lesson of the day, don't dress up as a Girl Scout to try and save or to try and, and earn money to build a, a playground for right. kids. Yeah. Well, when you have a beard. And- no. Well, and if you talk like this, hello, everyone, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> if you sound like that, there's big burly guys that want to beat you up, especially if one stands up and you go, oh, my, you're a big fella. And then he looks really mean and you go, does someone need a hug? <laughs> I, you know what's funny? I think about that. I'm so lucky he didn't punch me right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, those so are I the was, kinds of experiences. I was in radio for 23 yeah. years, 
And I learned that you can't cuss on the radio, which is why I like podcasts. It took me that long to get there. I love podcasts because it's real. It's authentic. When you get somebody that gets real passionate about something and they're just wired that way, this is how I know. When I worked with clients on the producing side, so I would have Trevor Brown, business owner that owned a business, and he would come in and work with me. And that's you, by the way. Oh, yeah. not, a different, not a different Trevor Brown. Right, yeah. There's probably more than one. There is. But I would get clients that would come in, and as you kind of grow the rapport with them, when they drop that guard, and the first time you drop an F-bomb with me in a session, I know we're at a good place. Because you trust me enough to drop the F-bomb. Or you're just an inconsiderate prick. Yeah. Either way, we're in a good place. <laughs> Either one. I want to hang yeah. out with that guy. Yeah. So, that's what I do. I, I love podcasts. And I love the idea of the wreak havoc mantra, right? Disrupt. So one of my philosophies, big picture philosophies. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is in the, the can. It's, it's all it's in there. Big. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, it's big picture. If you can disrupt routine, you, you're, you can have the potential to be memorable. Hello. It's what it is. I, yeah. We have, so in my background, obviously, comes in sales and business. I've owned my own businesses for uh, 20 or some more years, probably that 23-year mark that make or something us like that. So old or experienced? Wise. Wise. Well, wise. Beyond our years, actually, even. I would agree with that. So uh, I feel that way anyways. But I, so I basically have compiled everything that I've done over the last few, you know, 23 uh, years in sales uh, to start a company, a uh, sales rep agency called uh, Havoc Sales Partners. So the reason I did that. Coincidence? Which, mm, no, or not. not. And I think a lot of it, like uh, the whole concept behind Havoc Sales Partners and why I named it that, was a couple different avenues to that. But the Havoc part is if you if you see me working a booth or a show or even sometimes in an office with somebody when I'm selling something, it's a little bit of Havoc. Like it's literally I'm not going to be – you're not going to find me at a trade show in khaki pants wearing white tennis shoes handing out trifolds. Why? And I probably won't smell like cigarette smoke uh, or – That's any of the boring. Other. And I probably won't be 65 years old like most of the sales reps I see in the – you know, the building industry that I mostly am in. Hey, come on over here. Yeah, like Canon. Hey, gonna I happen. got a question for you. It You're going like to see us. We're circus gonna be, carnival. Yeah, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have some music playing. We're going to have th- things going on. I'm usually probably wearing cowboy boots and jeans or maybe shorts and flip-flops. I don't know. It depends on the weather. But I want to know. It's going to be different. Are you able to do the floss, the dance, the floss? I have not perfected it yet. Okay. But I have a 14-year-old that will do it for me on command. All right. So that's pretty good. I guess I, another thing about business I learned is mm-hmm. to sub things out and delegate. And so things I can't do like, uh, accounting mm-hmm. or, uh, floss, the floss dance. Mm-hmm. I just sub that you out. Sub it out. I have people that will do Delegation. it. Delegation. Mm-hmm. I learned okay. that from yeah. Colin Powell. That, yeah. You want to read a good book? Colin Powell. It worked for me. Hmm. Legit. Did he talk about having kids floss for him? Oh, hmm. he did not. But, but, I bet, Same he can, I bet he can do the floss. Probably that guy's a can. stud, man. He can, he, yeah. you, he, four-star general. He came out of Queens. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Or if we can get him on the podcast. I'll try. I'll reach out to my, he's yeah. my, he's my bro. I have my people get hold of his people. Yeah. Excuse me, general. Can you spare, I don't know, 20 minutes for a phone yeah. call? Yeah. I, I read per, your book. I prefer him in person. I'd like to have him to my house and sit down. And I bet he's a cool guy. Have him in studio. I'm sorry. I don't need to call it my house. I mean, in studio. In studio, yeah, this that is sounds way. This sounds way better. When this is in studio. studio. Now, hopefully, what will happen is your dog will come over and start drinking water. 
Yes. Because that gets picked up on the microphone and sounds awesome. It's a great audio. Yeah, this is really professional. (laughs) Hey, Uh, you know what? Great things start somewhere. Hey, it's called wreak havoc, for Christ's sake. Let's give it a break here. It's like, we're going to wreak havoc. It's at the dinner table. Yeah. That's what we do. We just ate. I had chicken. It was delicious. Yeah. Oh, Traeger Grill. Plug Traeger. Maybe they'll be a sponsor for us. Hey, Traeger. Brought to you by Traeger Grills. What's their catchphrase? Taste the difference. Taste the difference. It's cooked with really good wood. We had neither the authorization to do Sam Elliott's voice or the Traeger tagline in that. Why hasn't Traeger had... If I was Traeger, I would have Sam Elliott do that. Traeger, it's what's for dinner. You'd think. That's genius. He sounds like he just like breathes the Traeger. I know the owner. I could call him. See if he That's mesquite. Call Jeremy and let him know. I prefer apple. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh God! This is how we get sidetracked. I know. So, I made uh, apple cider last night. Speaking like of the apples. booze, apple cider. No, like legit, real, real oh, apple like cider. You can give the kids apple cider. Yeah, I made it out of crushed apples. I wow. crushed I, them <laughs> with my bare hands. Wow, that's not true. Just not with I crushed feet, them. Please. No, I bought uh, one of the apple grinders with yeah. the press thing, like an old school one. It's cool. You have and we much, made some. You have way too much time on your hands. I, they yeah. sell that at the store. Yeah, but that's not as much fun. Because then you can't be on a podcast and go, I made apple cider last night. You could be a sissy and be like, I bought some apple cider at the store yesterday. I do feel like It's not sissy. as good. I feel like sissy. It's not, is it homogenized? Yes. You know what homogenized means? No. I don't, but it means it's not as good. It does? I thought man is better. Nope. I thought anything that says jized at the end of it is better. Energized. Like Orama. You put a Rama at the end of anything, it's better. Oh, Rama ajized. Oh, no. oh my God. A Rama. An angel just got its wings. Jized a Rama? I don't know. Something like that. Do you that. think that angels would say that when they get their wings? Probably. I'm angelized. Woo! I do like that. I'm blessed Rama. <laughs> Extravaganza. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, where this, were we? Um, remember. So you were you so were Havoc sales partners is what we were talking about. That's what it was. There we go. This Havoc. Is, this is why this is try two. Right. This is the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip. I think uh fourteen year old Jody. Fourteen year old Jody. Yeah, that's where we met. Continue, out. continue. Yeah. I'm good. So we've got uh so basically started Havoc Sales Partners because we wreak havoc and we are partners to business. And that's one of the things with the business podcast thing, part of it is we're gonna part the same with the the podcast itself is like we're just a partner with you guys like this is the same people listening to it or are the same people um we want everyone to kind of get better at what they do same thing when i sell something or sell a product the whole idea is to make those people a partner in my business i don't want to do business with you if you don't want to do business with me you can fuck off i don't i don't deal with people do you say that to like clients like in real life yes really what do they do? Uh, I haven't actually said fuck off to anybody that I know of. I did. So one of my biggest claims to fame is that I probably the proudest I've been to myself Aww. and really, really gotten known for. Within. Should we cue some special music? Yeah, here? like some sort of okay. emotional music and maybe a fade out of this, like as I'm okay. looking in the camera. Tell us your story, Trevor. Um, I was in Denver, Colorado. I had a meeting with a guy. He, I uh, set up the meeting. Legit. You know, deal. Told him I was coming to town, and I need to meet with him. I got that meeting. He uh, did what a lot of people have done over my sales career, which is you walk in, you hand him your stuff, or you give him your card. And uh, the first thing he does, he uh, leans back in the chair, 
and he hopefully can get this on camera. This is the hold on. Yep, you're in camera. He kind of chucks it on his credenza back behind him with a pile of other shit that he's not going to read. You, you know, know you're a big deal if you got now a credenza. He, now he pissed me off. So now that's where I kind of had my fuck you moment where I, and I honestly think it kind of changed my sales path and career All right, in so, a lot of ways. So pause. Mm -hmm. Now, inner voice Trevor says. Yeah. Go what, fuck yourself. What did you just do? Yeah. Right. Literally pissed me off. Outside voice says. I said, uh, hey, can you do me a favor? Grab me, you hand me that card back. And you grab that card. And he kind of looked confused for a minute. And he reaches back and grabs the card. And I'm like, can I see that? He hands it to me. And I throw the car his card abruptly back on his desk. And I said, <laughs> um, you know what? You can go ahead <laughs> and scratch whatever 30-minute plan you had for me here. The next 30 minutes, you can go do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. Because I'm not interested in doing business with you. Oh, and he kind of looked at me. And I said, no, nah, I'm Appreciate your time. Sorry that I wasted it, and uh, have a good day. And I left. Chilling and I kind of waited. I kind of knew, like I'm like, eh, he's gonna fucking call and chew my ass at some point, right? So I literally spent probably the next, you know, eighteen to twenty four hours waiting for a phone call. Mm. He called, and and he calls and he says, uh, "Hey, I need to apologize. I, you were right. Like, I mean, you made an appointment. You came in. I didn't really talk to you. He's like, if you'd like to come back in today, we can we can chat. I'll show you this thing we call respect. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm a 40-year-old. I, I think it's a 40-year-old grown-ass man that does this to a living. I have kids to feed. I have a job. I got on the airplane, spent thousands of dollars to fly down here to have this meeting with you, and you didn't have the respect for me. Treat me like a, a person and a, a human that has you know as much respect as you expect. And a good-looking business card. Exactly. And, uh, you know, if you're willing to do that to me right now, I don't have any trust that you'd be a good customer for me in the future, so I don't want to do business with you. So wait, 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 hold on a second. You're saying trust and respect are important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's showed what he's going to do. He's not going to be a partner, again, Auto back to my name. pilot. He's not going to be a partner to the business because what he's going to do is he is going to treat me and like, sh you know, he's going to treat me and other customers Commodity. like shit. And he's going to, and then that guy that's the asshole is going to carry my product and make me look like that. Nah, no thanks. And the thing was, it was worked out great. The whole punchline to the deal. Uh, it's kind of funny that it's working out this week, but it's, um, <laughs> now I think about it because that's called these, poetry. Yeah, it's perfect. So I literally poetry. went to another meeting after his meeting. Kind of told the story, actually, to the guy, and he kind of laughed and said, yeah, people can be real assholes sometimes. I said, yeah, I kind of almost softened that guy up with the story. Yeah. was like, yeah, I had a really bad call yesterday. He's like, what happened? I told him. He's like, oh, man. He goes, you did that? And I'm like, yeah. And I go, he goes, why did you do that? I go, Cause, man, I'm, I'm here to make you money, too, man. I'm, I'm here to help you. If you don't want to work with me. partner. I signed that company. That company, the company I went to meet with had five locations. The company that I signed, his competitor that happened to have the meeting after the asshole meeting, more. has 18 locations. That is that is way more than right. five. We're not into math here, but we know it's more. I'll get back um, on you. Yeah, this. We'll edit it. Got Put it. it back. There but it is right there. I uh, I signed him up, and then ironically, the funny thing is, I actually fly to Denver in two days to go do my first big, like customer appreciation meeting with them because they've just been killing it for the last you know couple of years that we've had them signed. So it, it just it basically proved my point, which was you know good partner. Yeah, just be a partner, man, and that's what we do. Be now we've partner. got eighteen locations. Uh, we work well which with is their marketing department. They work well with us. I mean, it's like they don't expect everybody to. You know, do you know that you're not? A, I'm not a servant to you because I sell you something. Anyway, I think that's where. It's, so, I mean, that probably that story gives you the best uh, example of me wreaking havoc and finding a partner in the same. And using situation. the F word. Yeah.
A lot. Yeah. I didn't, and, you know, I, like I said, hindsight, I didn't actually drop. I haven't dropped one. Maybe that's a goal of mine. Maybe that's a bucket list thing for me is to use the F word in a sales pitch. Well, but is it in uh, a negative I say way? That. In negative a negative way, way yeah, because I have used it in a positive there's way. Some, I know yeah. that. There's I do some... teach a lot of classes, and I say it in a lot of classes. There's and I tell people up front, I'm like, hey, if you're offended by profanity, I'm going to drop some because once I get talking about something passionate, I'm probably going to get That's get just profane. how it works. The filters come down. Circle. The F words yeah, come yeah. out. But that's who I am. Shines. That's who I am. That's okay. That's authentic. Yeah, I'm. I'm all about authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, show me who you really are, because I'd rather. I'd rather know, because then I can make a, an educated decision, right? Don't try and sell me on who you're not. Exactly. I'd much rather have a partner that I know, even if I'm not all the way on board. Like, yeah, that guy's kind of a tool, but here's what I do know, and here's what I can expect, and here's what I can control. I can't control the fact that he's a tool, right? But I mean, even even working in radio. There's a lot of guys that have a lot of personality. And by that, I mean they're really proud of themselves. <laughs> you just you just deal with it. And they're, it's funny because some clients love it and eat it up. And they're like, oh, my God, they really are God's gift to humanity. And then other people are like, why is that guy such a douche? <laughs> he just is. And you're not going to change him. Yeah, they're not going to see it. I mean, you've got, especially coming from after, you know, after your on radio part as even going into production, I think is some of the most interesting stories of dealing with clients oh boy. that hire you to be funny and creative. And what do they do? The first thing they come into your office, they sit down and here's try what, to be here's funny what I and do. creative. Here's what I think is funny. It's not your fucking thing, dude. No. That's what you hired me for. The reason I'm here is because I'm that's, funny and creative. That's still an issue. Like there's a, there's an economic scale, right? So there's the guy that comes in that's got a $500 a month budget for running radio. And he's not running a lot of radio. And 500 is not enough. But then you've got the other guys that are coming in to like a full service advertising agency, which is where I work now. And you, there's the common thread. There are some guys that are just interested in telling you what they think and what they want to do. And at the end of the conversation, it's like, so... All the ideas that we came up with that were very strategically aligned with what we're doing in terms of your branding and all this other stuff, <laughs> you still want to go do that. And you pay us big money yeah. to be that talented. And and at the end of the day, and Ed Moore is the founder of the agency that I work for, Davies Moore. He's awesome like that because he's we're blessed in the sense that we're in a really good spot. We're we get to go find good partners and there are partners that don't pick us for, for whatever reason. And it's weird, man. Cause down the road you're like, yeah, ugh. because some of those potential partners, they want to do what they want to do. And they're really not as interested in doing something that's strategically lined up with all the things that we're trying to accomplish. And we spend a lot of energy on that stuff and it's, it, it matters and it counts. But again, it goes, it goes back to what you're talking about. Finding the right partner that matches your style too, because you're abrasive. Yep. Some people don't like that, and that's just that's fine. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. It doesn't mean you're right or wrong. You're just abrasive. I am incredibly handsome and charming. Right. Some people are intimidated by that. Yeah. So. But uh, I would say though, everyone knows you loves you though. No. I'd say that. I mean, I'm not just kissing up. I'm trying to think if there was anybody that I've pissed off. I don't think so. Hmm. There might be a couple to, girls out there probably. But well, they, yeah. They don't count. There's a few ex-girlfriends yeah. that hate my guts. Right. That's different. <laughs> a lot. Uh, they can't know. all have Jody. Well, no. I am a I'm limited. limited. 
There's just limited it's number. It's limited edition. Limited number of them. Like an artist print. <laughs> That's my fancy. Oh, wait, hold on. <sighs> Miss your glass of wine. Because if I say that, I have to say it. Like, yeah, do this. Like on the video, fancy. <laughs> I'm an artist print. <laughs> Sorry. It's so fancy from here. That's what they can see. Like, I can see your camera and you can see mine. I don't know what I look like, but I know what you look. Yeah, and you. Did you... Your camera looks so much bigger when it's closer to me. Oh. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so fancy with this. We are drinking wine. I am drinking wine. What is this? No, I'm drinking the this. Oh, now you're drinking wine. It's, uh, so here's a little plug. We can do this too. This is going to be kind of fun. I think Show that here. We've got a camera. I think we're going to. Um... Oh, God, that's. That's precious. I think we are going to. I think we're going to integrate this. So my one of my my Yoda. Can you do a Yoda voice. Mm, Yoda. Yes. I can't do that. But my, Trevor Brown's Yoda. Mm. My my Yoda is uh, is a guy named Gary V. Which hopefully, if you're listening to this and you know me, you're probably familiar with Gary V. Because I probably preached it to you, Gary Vaynerchuk. Seven or eight. Gary seven or eight Vaynerchuk. Thousand times. Right. Huge fan. He's my Yoda. I believe. Uh, you know, it's hard to find guys. That I believe even past. 50% of what they say in the business world. Can he world. do the Yoda voice? I doubt it. I do. Hey, I, Gary V, I, I can you do the Yoda voice? What's up, brother? Mm. Mm. You can do it? Mm. I think not. He's got <laughs> enough money. He can pay someone to do it, I bet, though. Hey, dude, you could pay me. Yeah. I'll be on your show. Every time. Yeah, all day, every day. All day. But he, every has, day. A, uh, he has a wine. He has a, actually, I was going to say what this wine is, because this is actually a Gary V uh, wine club. I'm in his wine club, so I'm getting fancy. I got all these wines. That's how you know you're a big deal is because you talk about business, but you have a wine club. Yeah. Well, that's where he started. It he is? started there. Yeah, he started yeah. in wine? He started, yeah, he started Wine Library, and that was his business. His, his dad oh. owned a wine uh, liquor store and wine business in New Jersey. And he started there when he was like 14. Back little expertise. Mm. So he learned it. He actually was one of the first guys to really bust out on YouTube when YouTube wasn't even really getting big yet. And so he he started doing, he was basically like wreaking havoc in the wine business. Like he came on, he was using offensive words. He didn't he use is, fancy words. He is he, also abrasive. Yeah. He would say that, you know, this wine has a hint of, you know, tobacco mixed with a little bit of dog shit. You know, I mean, he throws <laughs> stuff out there that people were like, this guy's crazy. He doesn't know, but I'd like a glass. Accurate, right? Like, I mean, he, he'd give you what he honestly thought, like, and he would tell you, and it was really weird. And he, he shook up the world, right? I mean, he shook up the wine world. So he's, he now promotes his dad's wine club called the Gary V wine club. And uh, anyways, I'm remembering it. So I have a bunch of glasses of wine that we need to drink up. And I thought maybe this would be a good time to like do it on the podcast. This actually is pretty local to us. This is Willamette Valley, mm-hmm. uh, Chehalem, Three Vineyard, uh, Pinot Noir, 2013. It's, it's fancy. It's fancy as fuck. Which is super fancy. Like on a scale of one to ten. I was going to try to read something off here and make it sound like I knew what I was talking I about, but I don't. But yeah. it's, anyways, it's good. And you know uh, what? That's, that transitions into our next lesson. Yes. Knowing what you don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to mind-blowing, grow-yourself-awesome wisdom. Mm-hmm. You don't know everything, but it is very important to know what you don't know. Because if you know what you don't know, you can hire people that know what you don't know, and they'll make you a bunch of money. Which is why you hire the smart kids out of college that know all the cool stuff in terms of how to do certain things. The Instagram. The Facebook. The Instagram. <laughs> they're on the world wide web. They're on, they're on the interwebs. 
They're all over. They're but on. If you think they're on the it, internet and the World Wide Web. You still bowl. know people that don't have a website, I bet. Yeah, I think no. I think we do. I think we know. I, I, I think yeah. There, I, I'm in an industry where that's true. I mean, that's part of my need and desire to do this. This podcast is reaching out to the building industry because yeah. I, you know, my primary industry I've been in my whole life has been construction, and so like, and construction products. That's a very non-technical right. industry, and you know, I it's crazy. Like even just me trying to get people involved in social media is insane, and. A lot of these things too. I mean, just to give a little bit of a jump ahead to what we have, I, I, we've got, you know, a lot of our episodes are already kind of preset to we know what our topics are going to be and stuff. And by the way, they're pre awesome. Yeah. Pre, we pre awesome or ram it, eyesized them. Eyesed it. Yeah. And there's going to be, we've got one coming up on social media that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about one on the, you know, like basically what you're talking about self awareness, right. where it's like have the self awareness to know what you don't know, know what you're not good at. Like, and everybody's got blind spots, by Dude. the way. Yeah, if you think you're good at everything, you're full of shit. Like, there's no way. So you can't be. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're talking sports or business or anything. You like, you know, I mean, and you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. No, it's good. It's, it's, fun. it's great. It's fun sometimes, but, but you don't I'm, have to be. When I'm doing that, I know I'm in like kindergarten. Yeah, that's or I'm like in a elementary school lunchroom, and that may not even be true because they can probably do better math than I can. Probably. I find not a lot of those rooms, but anyways. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's a huge part of it. Like all of these things are going to be things that we want to break down more intently. And I think intensely, and I think we're going to do it, uh, with some pretty cool guests too, that I have, that we've got lined up, figured out that I think we can bring on some people that know those things individually. And just stories, stories of success, stories of not doing it right. Not doing it right. I mean, life is the best success. Yeah. Life is the best teacher. Yeah. As long as you're humble enough to... Yeah, if you fuck up, you just learn something. So I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like you can't. It's interesting. And I, my son just went to bed, but you know, fourteen years old, he's playing high school football. And last week, he, I mean, he he's a great football player, amazing football player. He had a lot of really really great catches, and his biggest catch of the whole night went for probably forty five yards or so. You know, he's tight end. He caught the ball, ran, trucks a couple dudes, gets hung up by a couple guys at the very end. They chase him down. And while he's fighting for more yards, guy comes in and punches the ball out. He fumbles, right? Yep. He's never been in that situation, right? He always just kind of, you know, he never had to one come, one get the ball fumble. I we thought about it. I I thought clear back to his, you know, flag football days. I can't think of a day, and I've coached really? him the whole time. I don't, I don't know of a time where he fumbled the ball, and and he thinks he might have. But anyways, point being, he he it freaked him out and you know and we kind of talked about it that night i said you know here's the deal you don't learn from doing right. everything great like if you're just great and you're trucking over people and you're catching every ball you don't learn when you fuck up and you get a ball punched out or you you run the wrong play or you do that you're not going to do it again like i said i guarantee you what are you going to do next time when guys start to tackle and you get two or three more guys and you're not down on the ground yet and he yep. goes, i'm going to cover the ball with both hands and tuck up and roll i'm like perfect you don't learn until you fuck up. So I think that's a big part of what we're going to do is talk about. We've got some really good guests, like some some guests that have done some shit on some crazy stuff. We've got, uh, we have a captain from Deadliest Catch. That's gonna come on. <gasps> Scotty. Scotty's going to come on for us and he's going to tell us about what he's, you know, seen in life or death, you know, ideas at Bering he's Sea. Got, <laughs> crazy he's, stories. Got, he's got some stories. Yeah. And there will be probably a lot more fucks said in that one. And than, a, than he does not drink wine. No, 
No, he no. does not drink wine. There's no wine that will be he will be drinking. So you know we we've got some people that I think you know that, that are going to be some pretty cool you know twists on on seeing how different industries make mistakes, how they come across. And, well, and, and how, how you can learn from different right. industries too. Yeah. I mean, there's I'm a big nerd about concentric circles. There's always concentric circles going on, and if you're looking for that stuff, it's there to find. If you're not looking for it, if you lack the intentionality to go find it, you won't see it. And mediocrity will be your best friend. Or you can go look for those concentric circles. Look for ways to improve. Look for ways to apply different techniques and just stuff to your sphere. And figure out, like, I think what people need to see, too, that I have realized over the years is that there isn't, a lot of easy roads out there, guys. And people, I think everyone's kind of wishing for that. And the, the, frankly, they the best be ones easy. aren't. Right. And they're not as rewarding. And if you can hear somebody that you're like, even if it's, you know, like I said, it's different, mm-hmm. you, you maybe can see where like, oh, I've kind of, I can relate to that. Like he had to work hard to get there. Because you think, you know, you see the guy, maybe he's on, you know, we used to talk about Scott, but, you know, you see him, he's on Deadliest Catch, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, you know, he's on Discovery Channel and they catch, you know, you see the numbers, you know, $40 million in crab caught this in three months or whatever, you know. Right. You see all these numbers and say, you don't know his story and like what he went through, you know, and how that, how he got there and what he had to do to get there. And I think when you hear those, you know, it kind of brings to light. You're like, you know what? I always kind of think that. I look at people differently. When I, the more people I meet in life, the older I get, and the more I hear their story and how they got there, you know. But that's it. it it's, it's stories. You realize it, right? And You're frankly, like, that I'm going there too. That po- the the podcast in and of itself, it's just a. It is. I get poetic on you. It is a tapestry of stories of success, of failure, of learning, of growing, and trying to be authentic and uncover the reality of some of the things that we think we know. And then some of the things we just don't really want to talk about because we carry this professional thing of, well, yeah, of course I know that answer. <laughs> fake it till you make it. Fake it till you, but at the end of the day, I hate that. You can fake it till you make it. And then when people figure it out, because they always do, you're going to fail. There's an opportunity there. Or you can approach it and be like, hey, man, I, I want to learn from you. I want to learn how to make this better. I want to learn, like, one of the things my, my boss always talks about. How do you write those stories? How do you. How is how do you approach truth well told? It's one of his big statements, and I love it. Truth well told resonates with people because we're people. Right. That's the whole point. If I can reach in, I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm just trying to engage in your story and show you how something might fit with your story. Right? And it doesn't matter what it is. It can be tanning. It can be a car wash. It can be a mortgage. There's a sphere it's the right message to the right person at the right time. Right. But again, being authentic enough to recognize what are the things that are those layers of BS that you need to get rid of and be like, now nah, let's get down to the to the brass tacks, as it were. Well, and I get I think that people confuse fake it till you make it with confidence, right? Like mm-hmm. you can have confidence, doesn't mean you gotta fake it. Like when you say fake it. You know, you hear people say it all the way. You know, I just, you know, fake it till you make it. You know, it's going to, you know, act as if, you know, I, you know, great line from Boiler Room, you know, the movie, the Ben Affleck says that, you know, act as if I get it. It's a great line in the movie, but in the real world, like it costs you money. 
It costs you sales. It costs you your reputation. Credibility, man. Credibility. It, it will fuck shit up if you don't really know. So what I want to, you know, like. That becomes but, your identity. But here's the deal. I think, like, I think I still feel like the fake it till you make kind of thing with, you know, I'm in situations where I may not know, but I'm confident that I will figure it out. Yeah. And there's a difference, right? I, I still think people want to know that, you know what, this guy, you know, this guy will figure it out. Like he's yep. gonna he's gonna do it, and having that confidence because I've been through situations already where I'm like, dude, I've been in a scenario where I didn't know, I didn't fake it till I make it. I actually figured it out. There's yep. a difference, and so I think there's there's kind of a and, fine line there. Let me get back to you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure that we'll, out. Let's let's figure this out together. Let's let's okay. <laughs> what what, would you, what should we do on the you know like? So I don't know. I think there's part of that too, and that's that's definitely something that I, I think is going to get brought to light. Um, as we go on with this too, is you're going to see these people that are doing, uh, you know, cra- crazy things in different, different avenues. And there's going to be some stories where, like I said, they're going to have mm-hmm. to have figured it out. Right. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably come across some stories of fake it till you make it too. I'm not saying that it doesn't work sometimes, but I'm just it, saying, you know what? It, it's a season. You can't sustain it. Right. You it, simply yep. cannot. It may get you in the door, it. but yet at some yeah. point you're going to have to do the work. You're going to actually figure it out. So yeah, I agree. So um, overall, cool. as we wrap up episode one, part B, for better, I don't know. Anyway, as we wrap this up, um, this has been a. When did you start jibber jabbering with me about this? A year and a half ago. Yeah, at least. <laughs> years years ago, probably two years ago. ago yeah. you idiot. Yeah. What, you're a very on. busy man. I'm busy. I got. I, got I think kids. I'm busy, but you're. Very I got busy. kids. I got a lot of things going on. Yeah, you are. Very I'm very busy. important. Just ask I, me. Yeah, I know. And yeah, I think it's been a couple of years. I, I think we've we've been talking about it for a couple of years. I think, um, and I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna toot your horn now for you. Uh, I don't have a horn. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a joke there too. <laughs> uh, you know that that's the thing. Like I've known, we've known each other since we were probably what. Ten. I was gonna say ten. Uh, Probably ten years old or so, playing little league baseball together. And I think uh, I've, you know, so we've known each other. We go way back. The one thing that when I started getting into listening to podcasts and getting into kind of feeling confident in my business experience, just in business in general, than all the things I've done, and feeling like I'm comfortable enough to start maybe telling other people about it. The first guy I thought of was you because you've got again, like we talk about knowing your strengths. You know, I, I've got a lot of these business strengths, and I'd love to talk. I mean, I've been told for a very long time, if you can figure out a way to get paid to talk, you'll you're be gonna, a millionaire. You're gonna be a millionaire, right? You'll be a bazillionaire. And then you know, and then combine that with my grandpa. My grandpa told me, uh, you know, very early on, he's like, "Hey, do something you love. Find something you you really do love, and you're passionate about it, and you're you're gonna be fine. Just go for yep. it." And and I think I've done a lot of things. I wouldn't say I'm passionate about all of them, but I'm at a point in my life where this is something I'm passionate about. And I partnered with you because you, I mean, literally you've, you've 23 years, man, you've been grinding on this. I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been pounding away at this thing and you've reached a, a optimum level where you're with the top agency being the main, you know, to being the guy. And I'm audio. not, I'm not even close well, to not the guy. guy, but like you're, you're definitely a go-to guy in the I, audio and the, pro, the pro, you know, the, uh, so the audio stuff of, yeah. is, is the sliver of my quote expertise. Right. But that's why they got that, you in there, right? That's it's it's, it's knowing part of your that. weakness and knowing your power, right? Part of that, and the other part of it is, and I took this as a huge compliment because when I my original quote goal, I don't know, 10, 15 years into radio, when I got into the production side of it, I recognized, hey man, I, I like this and I'm good at it, 
I love working with people and helping them and partnering with them. I love it. But my goal, my dream was to work for a, an advertising agency. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I started doing that, contracting it out and doing things with them. And then people started coming to me for that expertise of just the audio. But one of the cool things was once I decided to try and partner with them and, and go work for Davies Moore, it was probably three years because mm. it didn't work. And my skill set wasn't valuable enough to go work in that environment. And it was only after a, just a set of circumstances happened where it made sense. It, it pinned out on the math side of it. But it was crazy, man, because I thought I was a pretty big deal. I didn't know anything. Right. And when I stepped into that different realm and was like, wow, I really didn't know how much I didn't know until I stepped into there. And man, it was a big punch in my face of just figuring out how far away I am from knowing and, and being for me to feel like, yeah, when I come to the table, I have a quiver full of really sharp arrows. Right. I had a quiver full of an arrow. Right. And I looked at my quiver and went, we need to <laughs> go make some arrows. And you can't, you can't make them quick. But I remember, I remember, I mean, you and I had these conversations for years too on the golf courses and you're yeah. talking about your choices to make, you know, like, Hey, I got offered this or I got offered that. What do I for do? For many years, what do I do? And, you know, and me being, you know, the guy I am and always kind of working for myself and having my own company, I always was pushing, pushing, pushing you to you go do something, right? Gigantic balls. Yeah. But, uh, there's some more jokes there. I'm going to pass Jag on. But anyway, so metaphorical ones. Right, right. Yeah. But they, I, I think, you know, and I wanted you to do that. And that was the biggest thing I, cause I saw the potential. And I remember you taking this job and like when you, when you went over there, cause you, I mean, you'd won awards and you were like, you were the shit. You were the top of the top in your, you know, in, in my radio, pond, in your pond, right? In my small pond. And then you jumped to this bigger pond. I remember you saying like, oh, fuck, I don't know. I said that. You did. You're I like, did. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I thought I knew and I don't know. Oh, and, man. and, but I think you were a prime example. You didn't, you know, you weren't running around fucking mm. telling everybody, oh, I can do that. And then not being able to do it. Right. You were like, I'll figure it out. And so you figured. I was it trying out. to figure everything. I was trying right. to boil the ocean, dude. I, I remember had a, you I had were some... shared shitless there for a while. I mean, and <laughs> right. I remember, and it was like, yeah. it, but you did. You figured it out, and now look at you know. I mean, you're crushing it now. So, you know, back to what we you know we we basically been trying to put this together for a while. You're a busy guy. We're trying to get this going, um, but I wouldn't work with anybody but you. So that's that's why I wanted you involved in it because I know one we we know each other too well. It's easy to bounce each other back and forth. You know, bounce off each other. Um, we know each other's histories. We know where we've been. We know our strong suits, and and we both have beards, right? And we're both extremely very good looking. Good looking. I mean, I don't know if we can bring that up, and we might have an episode just about that. But look at the camera. Yeah, how you doing? I think hey. we could probably even have like uh, just have like women on like one whole episode where we just invite women on to talk yeah. about how attractive we are. That would be a short episode. <laughs> Do our moms count? Uh. <laughs> well i know my mom will so do thanks, 30 minutes so i get my mom to do 30 minutes <laughs> thanks for easy, coming on the show easy mom easy yeah yeah and there's actually this uh there's a homeless woman that thinks i'm pretty cute too so i could bring her on if we well, feed her you are a good cook so yeah we could do that but. i'll give you that so uh that pretty much wraps up episode 1b um I look forward to sharpening some iron with you when it comes to marketing, when it comes to business, when it comes to just chasing after doing whatever your it is. And it honestly doesn't matter if you're a teacher, if you're a mechanic, 
if you are a librarian, if you are a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, don't ever stop learning. And that's at the end of the day, that's what this is about. It's about learning how to get better and taking off some band-aids and taking away some of the smoke and some of the mirrors and some of the BS and wreaking havoc in your normalcy. I love that. God dang it. That smells good. I feel, I, I'm, a I'm giving you a mental high five right now. Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. I thought I heard angels sing. That was a good one, man. I think uh, I think it's going to be exciting to see where we go from here. And it's, it's and it'll uh, only take us six months to get to episode two. Yeah, <laughs> stick around. We'll be here. Twenty twenty. Stay tuned. Episode two, twenty twenty.